Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Weirdsville, welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. I am your host, Barry Johnston, your co-host, Barry Johnston, and uh, with me as always is Mr. Adam Beebe. We hope you're doing well. We hope you're getting weird. That's what we try to do here. We try to get weird. And uh, today is uh, no different, really. Uh, but before we get into all that, I want to introduce you to the co-host of What's Your Weird Story, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, Adam? I am doing well. Thank you very much, Barry Johnston, host, co-host of the What's Your Weird Story podcast. <laughs> oh, what day is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Well, you have an excuse of being kind of off because uh, your your youngest played in a basketball tournament and they're going to state. Is that not correct, sir? That's correct, man. We are so excited. Uh, we've worked hard to get here, man, and it's just it's it's just been fun uh, from a dad perspective, a parent. Um, it's just been so much fun, man, watching yeah. watching my kid play ball and. Um, you know, watching all my kids get to grow up and do stuff that they love to do. It's just, it's so much fun. And, and for, for this to be the final thing that we get to do is just fun. You know, I'm so just thankful for all the hard work that we've put in, you know, he's seeing the, the payoff and it's, it's just wonderful, dude. It's wonderful. It's one of the most rewarding things I've ever got to do is, uh, you know, get to raise my kids um it's just what been did, amazing what did you give those boys to make them so tall it's crazy isn't it man i don't know i you know he my youngest is six five six between six four six five and then my other boy is a little bit taller than me um i don't know it's like I think we both have uncles on each side of the family that were tall. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, what are you? You're about six, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather was six, two. Um, one of my mom's uncles was really tall. He was like six, six or something. Big guy. Mm-hmm. One of Nikki's uncles is really big. My wife. Um, I don't know. Tiny. It, yeah. Her dad, like six, one, six, two. So it's weird. I don't know. It's one yeah. of those weird things where it's like, I don't know. But although there's plenty of people who will look at both you and me who are just, you know, slightly above six foot. Yeah. I'm like six, one, six, two. I don't really know. And I think, you know, we're really tall Yeah. But when, you know, your, your boys are really really tall so yeah he's i was just wondering that. yeah the basketball player is very tall and <laughs> it's i don't know it's bizarre but it works out for him he, he loves yep. to play basketball he's worked really hard at it and anyway so yeah garber high school both the boys and the girls both made it so we're that's awesome oh man it's so great i mean you know we it's a small community it's a small school and you know
know, it's just we love the community. They're just great people, very supportive of the kids. I mean, our games are just like, you know, sold out. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no seats uh, available. I mean, the whole town just comes out and supports it. And, you know, it's all about small town basketball yep. or wrestling at this time of year. And it's so uh, if you have never experienced that, um, I encourage you to go out and, and experience it in your wherever you're from. Um, you know, go watch these kids compete. It's so much fun. And, um, you know, it's it's something that, um, you know, especially with the year that we had last year, you know, mm-hmm. the last yeah. two, almost two years. To just to be able to just do it and have fun, not have to worry so much about what was impending, uh, just fantastic, dude. So super happy and um, and super excited. So how about you, man? How are things over in your world, man? Pretty good. Um, I was thinking today. I don't really have anything to report. Uh, my cats, their basketball team. <laughs> chaos yeah, yeah. Um, i can only imagine but, um but um i was thinking today you've heard of you've heard of the the elon musk's uh Neuralink yes chip, oh, right yeah. oh yeah yeah that thing that's going to probably be coming to us in the future it, maybe it will take over the world for sure right you know so what it is is it's like you know you could like with that you can listen to music you know yeah you yeah. have like a head radio station oh right? yeah man. plays right in your head yeah 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 and i was just thinking how it sounds great but what would happen if it just plays those, because I don't know about you, I'm sure this is true, but you know, you you probably have random songs almost oh, always yeah. playing in your head. Oh, right? I've got a rotation. Yeah, right. You know, you've got got a radio station yep. there too, where it's just something just pops up, and I'm like, you, yep. you know, whatever. Uh-huh. But often for me, um, so for some reason, and I don't know why, I'll get a song that I hate stuck in my head i often do that too you know and i would think how terrible would it be if you had one of those Neuralink things in your head and it popped up and you had this random song that you hate pop up um Skip, from, you know, skipping over and over and over again in your yeah, brain. Yeah, just going, just uh, playing it automatically once you, you know, uh, you said something and it, you yeah. think about that, a tiny bit of music and then yeah. the Neuralink's like, oh, he wants to hear that song. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, you've got some kind of, you know, Taylor Swift song playing uh, or, you know, some hell, other some hell. Awful thing that you, that is just terrible to you baby shark or oh. or something that you just do not want to hear oh man how that would that's that's, that's that would how. be that would be a terrible demise dude you yeah. know and you couldn't skip it or yeah. even if you skipped it it would start over because your brain's gonna be thinking about that again right yeah that really that brings up a great question is the software able to override your own malfunction yeah yeah I would hope. I would hope. <laughs> but on the other side of things, um, it would be a good kind of, uh, it would be really good for identifying those songs that you partially remember. True. But you can't remember. Yeah. Who it was by. Yes. 
or the name of the song yes. or anything, but you just re- you remember a tiny little bit of yes. something. You don't have that. You, your internal mental Shazam yeah. is not firing. That's right. And, and hell, sometimes even Shazam doesn't get yes. like some of the stuff. Like I've got on old mixtapes and stuff, you know, where I'm like tape some seven inch of some punk rock band or, or some yeah. indie band that came through. And yep. then I got the tape and I have no idea yep. who these, who it is. I know the song hundred yeah. percent, but I can't remember who it was yeah. or where I heard it or, you know, what it's from. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. but you got the hook, be, you got the hook yeah. stuck in there. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. That would be cool. That would be a cool thing. Um, you know what? I had a, I had a song like that just a couple days ago and it was a Dido song of all things. And oh, it, wow. it was only because I heard a girl play it acoustically mm. like on TikTok or whatever, YouTube or something. And it was like, Oh my God. You know, when somebody does a rendition of a song and it's so fucking different and it's so good mm-hmm. that it makes you rethink the song, you know, like oh, yeah. lyrically oh, yeah. and the whole thing, it was one of those deals. And I was like, and I had to sit there, I had to pause it and I had to go and I had to do the Rolodex thing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? In the brain. And I had to, and I, and, and I had to try to piece it together and finally came across that, that, that was the song. And I was like, holy shit, man, that's a great, yeah. that's a great song. You know, that's why I like, that's why I love covers, man. I know yeah. a lot of people don't like covers, yeah. but I like covers because I like in reinterpretations and when, yes, when done original. Yeah. When yeah. done well, it's good. Sometimes it's a complete misfire and it's just, whoa, you know, it's, yeah. it, or even, you know, a lot of covers, it's almost like they're too straightforward. So it's almost yeah. like, you know, just the ba- it's just, you know, you're not doing anything to it. You know, yeah. you're not even making it your own yeah. kind of version, but yeah. like, you know, when you can take somebody else's song and a cover and make it your own, obviously yeah. the prime example of this is Johnny Cash doing hurt. You know, um, mind link, dude. Yeah. Oh, mind yeah, yeah, yeah. link. That's the, that's the, that's the, that's the standard. Oh you know, like, man. I was a cover. I was going to say over that. And yes. Reintroducing, reintroducing, you know, if that, if, if that, if that yeah. song doesn't punch you in the heart. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. We all know it was a great song when nine inch nails did it. It was yeah. great, but like it didn't have, it's a song that stands on its own with mm-hmm. very stripped down instrumentation and like doesn't have to be all this, a barrage of instrumentation. Yeah. Yeah, that's how brilliant it is, man. And when 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 you know Trent Reznor, you know when he heard it, and he even was you know I remember reading, he said that you know that's his song. Now. Yeah, you know that's. You remember when Ryan Adams did Wonderwall? Uh, yeah, he yeah. did the same thing, man. His version of Wonderwall was so good, and um, apparently uh, Noel Gallagher said that when he heard that, he was like, "Well, shit, that's the way the song was meant to be played." Wow, wow. you know that's. That's great. That's that's great praise from both of yes. those uh, artists. So yeah, great shit. Hey, speaking of covering, uh, we are covering some wild topics today, man. Yes, we are. Many many topics with our one guest, uh, Chantel, who's a she's still fairly young, um, and she's had a lot of really unusual experiences. Yeah. And this is you know. She would say that there was nothing real major, but she just had these little things that she's picked up on and remembered and that because it's impacted her life because they're just so off. And, you know, it's a good point 
to show that, you know, not every thing is exactly, you know, can be categorized as a major event or can be um, described as, you know, this huge, it's not always a huge thing. Sometimes it's just a little weird thing. Yeah. But we love to hear those stories too. But hers, there's some really good ones. There's some yeah. really good ones. So great, great um, conversation too. Yes, absolutely. So Chantel, thank you for joining us from uh, the Show Me State of Missouri. What's your weird story? Thanks for having me. So I actually have eight stories, and nice. yeah, they're all pretty short. And I wrote them all down. Not like I just basically wrote my headliners down and then I put the date next to them. That way I can, um, have them organized. Okay. So my first story was around 1998. I was about five years old and it was like one of those usual nights. My mom and I, we went to the Casey's general store probably to get like a slice of pizza or something. And on the way out the door, there was always that gumball machine, like the old gumball machine, and that you just pop a quarter in, turn it, and then you take your gumball out and leave. Mm-hmm. And I never really ever got a gumball, but I would stand at the door and be like, please, can I have a quarter? And it was always like, no, it's almost your bedtime. Let's go home, and you don't need sweets before bed. So I w- we were about to walk out the door, and I turned towards the gumball machine and I'm about to ask my usual for the quarter (laughs) and then it's like time stopped like I was dreaming and I wasn't there anymore and I woke up and I was in this almost like a a grave of like pink gel and it was almost like suffocating me I thought it was because it was all around me and I'm trying to push my way out And I realize I'm not suffocating and that I can see through it. And I look out and I see in the walls, there's about five, six bodies per wall. And I'm in a round room. And then I'm like, what is this? Where, what am I looking at? And, and each person in this slot in the wall is naked and they're all in this weird pink gel. And as I'm just laying there confused, wondering how do I get out of here and am I stuck here? Is this like the end of my life? Um, My eyes close and then open and I'm strapped to a really cold table and it's freezing in this room and my vision is super blurry. I can't see anything but a bright light and these shadows hovering above me. And then I'm back at the gumball machine and I'm really confused and I don't know if this is real or fake. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) And I would just think it was a dream, but I've never been cold in a dream before. So, so, okay. So you're, so you're standing at the gumball machine and then boom, you're in this other weird situation. That is wild. And I'm standing back at the gumball machine like, how did I just get back here? And my mom is outside in the parking lot. She turns to me and goes, are you coming? And I ask her, how long have I been standing here? And she just goes, like, 30 seconds. Come on, get in the car. And I was like, that was not 30 seconds. Wow. Okay, getting in the car. Like, forget that happened. And you're five years old. 
right? Yeah. And what do you think that was? I mean, for the longest time, I'm, I've just constantly asked myself, was I dreaming? Mm -hmm. It can't be like, I've convinced myself it definitely wasn't a dream. And like, all I can think of is I was abducted. I mean, that's what it sounds like. Like, I mean, that's, I can think of comparing yeah. other people's stories like yeah. that that they think happened. Did yeah. you ask your mom about it? Did you ever say anything to her explaining yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, I've asked a few times, like, do you remember that? And it's like, no, I, I remember the gumball machine, but I don't remember that happening. And yeah. I'm like, you don't remember me being like really confused? And no. <laughs> Wow. Well, you were five. You yeah, know, exactly. So, you, you know, a five-year-old asking five-year-olds ask the you know most random questions, and there's it doesn't seem like there's a logic to a grown-up, but to no. a five-year-old, it's the most logical thing in the world. Whatever is coming out of their mouth yeah. at that time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so you, as a five-year-old, asking how long have I been here? You know, <laughs> how long have I been standing there? You, you know, your, your mom's probably. <laughs> She's probably thinking Just long enough. Yeah, like, yeah, all right. Too long. Let's go, right? Yeah. So, like, wow. Long enough. You should have asked me for the quarter and me told you no already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's weird. That's I mean, that strange. does sound like a classic abduction scenario. It yeah. and and I have heard, you know, about people who essentially get plucked out of time and then put back basically at the same kind of point in time. And I mean, there's so much we don't understand about all of it. (laughs) I was going to say, because, you know, all the stuff that, that, you know, we're learning about the UFO thing and, you know, if these things are operating, you know, I mean, if they are operating, I mean, even our government has said so, um, they're obviously able to work in a time and a space that is, um, I guess, uh, very, at least to our eyes, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like Mm -hmm. they're able to come and go pretty much as they please for the most part. So yeah, they're they're not working under our laws of physics. No, no. Right. Which are not universal. We know that now, but I mean, right. They, you know, that's it's something that they've developed a technology to where they can, for you know, for lack of a better term, time travel. Right, mm-hmm. right, and maybe manipulate time or yeah. mani- or something, manipulate people. Yeah, or with wormholes or who knows, man. Right, exactly. That's wow. crazy. What a story, dude. Yeah, I see how that leaves a that leaves an impression on you, but that also would leave you thinking a lot about that particular memory as you get older because yeah. you know I as you get older you, it's harder to trust your memories especially those when you were little exactly yeah like even like i just and i never even thought like alien back then mm-hmm. when i was 5 i never even knew what an alien was until the movie signs came out Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't even remember when that was. I was still a kid, probably mm-hmm. like eight or nine years old. Yeah, it was not too long after. That yeah, event, so first time I ever thought like 
I wonder if that's what that was. It's weird that you would have, you said naked bodies, right? Or yeah, like for a five-year-old to make that distinction is kind of interesting too, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because that means that you're, you're thinking what's different about these things I'm looking at. They don't have clothes on, you know, I mean, it's just a weird thing for a kid that age. Mm-hmm. Now we know that kids' minds can go to some wild places, but, um, that's just a wild place that you don't expect, I guess, a mm-hmm. kid's mind to go to. It's so weird, man. Yeah. But, okay, so does that now, I have so many other questions to ask you, but I want to wait until I hear more about what you have to say. So I'm going to shut up. Well, I mean, that's basically it on that story. I do have, like, my next story is not about an alien, but then I have okay. kind of another alien okay, cool. story later on. Okay, because that was going to be one of my questions. So Yeah. <laughs> cool. I was waiting patiently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my next story is a camping story. And it took place in 2010 in Bourbon, Missouri. So, like, Crawford County is where I grew up. Like, Bourbon, Sullivan, Crawford, and Franklin County. Um, so, some buddies and I were out. It's, like, the middle of summer. And they live in the woods. So, we're like, let's get a tent and let's walk, like, a mile from your house and let's go camping. So, that's exactly what we do. But we literally just took, like, a tent and a flashlight or a lantern or something. So, we get out there and we put up the tent and it's already dark now. So, we're trying to hang up lanterns inside and I think there's there's either four or five of us and two of us are finishing putting up the tent. And then the others, everyone else in the group says, let's go back up to the house and get snacks. So we're like, sure, fine. And we build a fire. Then we go back into the tent and we're hanging up the lantern right in the middle. And we hear this weird screaming noise coming from the treetops. And the only way I can describe it is if you've ever been to the zoo and heard the toucan get mad, That's what it sounded like, like a screaming toucan, like screeching, Mm. screaming. It's like a deep, like almost opera kind of yell, but then it's also screeching at the same time. Wow. We're just standing in the center, staring at each other, very just like we just stop and are staring. And I'm thinking, is it going to stop? Is that an animal being eaten by something? And then all of a sudden, we're being circled by something. It's on the ground. You can hear the leaves Mm. and, like, stomping, going around the tent. And then it's gone. It just stops and it's gone. So we're standing there. We both have our hands over our mouths looking at each other. And I'm assuming we both have the same thought is, are we going to die in a second? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I just say, you want to make a run for it to the house? And they're like, absolutely. So we don't even look around. We just exit the tent and sprint. We get into the house and I'm thinking, okay, I bet it's the guys that are in the house. They're playing a prank or something. But then like, also, how did they get in the treetops like 50 feet away? 
So we get inside and they're all just chilling, watching TV, eating food. So we're like, we're going to stay in here because we might have just almost been attacked by a creature. And they're like, oh, whatever. You just don't want to go camping and you're trying to scare us. So we're like, okay, you guys go out there. We're staying in here. So they go out, they finish camping. And me and my other buddy are like, okay, Google, we got to Google what this was. Mm. And we're typing in like weird screeching noises from the trees and uh, doing laps around our tent. And the only thing that we could find was the story, the creepy pasta story of the rake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's all that we could find. That's it. And we we get that weird image, uh, the deer cam image, and we're like, nope, forget that. Never going camping again. <laughs> <laughs> and we just believed that that's what it was ever since. Wow. Like, yeah, there was we, no way it was a raccoon. It was too big. It was too fast running around the tent to be a raccoon. Yeah. Wow. So I don't uh, know. We've had, we've had a couple people on the show actually see or have an encounter with the rake, um, which is uh, for listeners who aren't familiar with, you'll have to uh, Google it. It's R-A-K-E and it's a cryptid and it is, it's kind of like, it's usually described as kind of like grayish, whitish, really tall and, and thin uh, long limbs with and kind of humanoid shaped with you know yeah. but the bigger head it's it they're very they're very unsettling when you know yeah. in the, there's photos or some are some you know reported photos a few reported photos of the rake that are out there they're and then disturbing. there's lots of lots of artistic renditions and they are very very disturbing very weird um and and very scary and not as yeah. common as like say bigfoot by all means but there are they are i mean you know i mean this is probably the third or fourth time we've heard of a rake encounter here on the yeah. show so yeah that's cool yeah I, um i think it's awesome that you could google it you know like <laughs> in a moment of terror that you're right. able to google stuff it's amazing you know? Yeah, I mean, I felt 100% safe in the house until then I read the rake story, and then now it's this creature that visits you and sits at the foot of your bed. Then I was terrified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're not safe in the house anymore. <laughs> Golly. Well, everything's, to, everything's heightened to, when you're in the woods, you know? So you're, uh, you're, yeah. you're, you're, oh. you're all your little senses are just like, you know, yeah. peaking, you know? Yeah, you're, mm -hmm. you're back to nature, so you're back to more primal you, right. more animal you. You're so you're sensing more. I was trying to find a uh, toucan sound, and I was going to play it, surprise you. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, uh, but that's a good, uh, that's a good idea. I couldn't find one very, very quickly as not as as quickly as I had had hoped to. But um, but yeah, it's God. That's just a that's freaky. Regardless, I mean. Yeah, the weird sound, any kind of weird sound out the forest at dark. Well, hell, it doesn't even have to be in the forest. Any kind of weird sound at dark automatically is ten times weirder, ten times scarier. Well, I was going to yeah. say, like we heard around our house, um, coyotes are really bad, mm -hmm. 
And mm-hmm. they sound terrifying, dude, at night. Because one night we had one and it was right outside of our bedroom window and it sounded like a baby crying. I'm not kidding mm-hmm. you. At like three in the morning, I thought there was a child outside of my window, man. And come to find out it was coyote. They make weird sounds, man. Weird, weird sounds and scary sounds. Mm-hmm. If you're out in the woods and you hear that shit, first thing in your mind is not going to be a coyote. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's going to be everything but. Yeah, but a coyote's not going to be up in a tree top like No, that, I know, I know, I know. Around. I know, I'm just saying that, that those but, sounds are just so... Right. You don't know what to make of them, you know? When you're out there, you're like, oh my God. But that's, yeah, that's wild, man. We had, who was it? The guy that came on, he was from southeastern Oklahoma, Bigfoot uh, investigator, and had the rake story, right? Same guy, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh gosh. I'm blanking on his name. Terrible. It was him. Terrible. And then we had, um, uh, we had a, a young lady from North Carolina who also mm. remember her, uh, yeah, yeah, her yeah. parents farm. That's right. She saw a rake. Yeah. 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 Like or, on the barn. She, yep. When she discovered, you know, and I believe the, the, we had another young lady from, um, Florida, who saw one skitter across the road. Uh, yeah. So yeah. one night. So yeah, yeah. Very, very cool. Very cool. Wow, that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're not alone. Those, You're not it's alone. One of, again, it's one of those things that if it's a if it's a cryptid because they don't know we don't know what this creature is, it's probably more likely you know a supernatural thing uh, from what everybody seems to describe it and how it acts, you know, like its body works weird and yeah. moves differently than it should. So, yeah. yeah, It's like a, a weird contortionist or something, so. And another reason why I almost in like, I didn't believe that it was the rake because I didn't actually see the creature. Mm-hmm. But um, in that same area where we were camping are unsurveyed caves. Oh, oh, yeah. So oh. it's like no one has ever like I. what I've read. No one has ever posted that the rake lives in caves, but it's one of those like nighttime creatures. And then the color of its skin mm-hmm. looks like cave creatures. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if it is the rake, I, it could be living in those caves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, it also it could have been. It could have been a Bigfoot, maybe like a young Bigfoot type creature, Sasquatch, and also could have lived down in those caves. But I don't know because the call sounds well. It doesn't sound like what you usually hear about for Bigfoot. But if it's a younger one, or if it's a different than normal, or you know, again, it could be that could be the could be the rake. It seems like. Seems like the rake, though, from, you know, your research. So that's where I'm going yeah. with. <laughs> the sound that you described kind of leans to me me to believe that, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can just hear it. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, so, so far, you've had one hell of a life. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I have another bourbon Missouri story, and I don't know if it was from the same summer or the next summer. Um, do you know what year the first Insidious movie came out? Uh, that was early 2000s, I think. Hold on. Let's 
hop to Let's the Google, Google that. Let's Google that. Yeah, because and... so my buddies and I, um, we decided that we were going, and I don't even, it doesn't even make sense with the movie, but we wanted to go ghost hunting in cemeteries, and mm-hmm. we did this right after we watched Insidious in theater. Okay, 2010. Okay, cool. So, 2010, we watch Insidious. We think it's going to be hilarious to go ghost hunting in a cemetery, even though it it literally has nothing to do with the movie. (laughs) So, we drive through a cemetery in Bourbon. It's actually in between Sullivan and Bourbon. And we see, like, these red eyes or something. So, we freak out. We're like, oh, my God, get out of here. And later we go back and it was actually just a light that someone had put in the grass, like a red light. But like a reflector or yeah, it was a reflector light, like on a trail or something like a walking goes through the middle. But we were freaked out. So (laughs) before we decide to go back and I don't even think we went back that night, it might have been the next day during the daytime. But we go to get energy drinks at the mobile in town. So we're talking about like, oh, my God, the glowing red eyes. That was so creepy. And I wonder if there's other cemeteries we could go to and experience something weird. And the cashier guy overhears us and goes, did I hear you talking about haunted cemeteries? And we're like, yeah, why? And he's like, on a full moon, there's a cemetery on Seminary Road where the one specific tombstone glows in the dark. So I just sprint outside, look up at the sky. It's a full moon. Ooh. I run inside. I'm like, guys, grab your energy drinks. We're going <laughs> on adventure. <laughs> so, yeah, and this is only like two miles out of town. So we grab our energy drinks, jump in the car. We take the right turn onto Seminary Road. And... We're just kind of like chugging along because there's nothing on this road but a cemetery and maybe like one house. And the guy's like, oh, you won't miss it. It's the first thing on the right a mile down. As we're passing it, we don't even see it. We're passing it. And I'm like, guys, we're passing it. And all of a sudden, the car just turns off and locks up and nothing works. And we're like sliding because everything, like you can hear the tires just lock and we're screeching like the tires, you know, squealing on the pavement, sliding. And I'm like, what the heck? And I'm like, Marcus, turn on the car because we're really close to a turn and we can see headlights coming. So I'm like, dude, dude, turn on the car. We're going to get hit. And he's trying to get it on and everything's just completely locked up and even the door locked. So I'm like, well, I'm going to jump out of here if I can. And that's when I'm like, oh, crap, the doors are locked. And then all of a sudden he gets the car turned on and we're on the other side of the road where the car's going to head toward us around this corner any second. And as soon as he gets it turned on and backs up, the court, the other car comes around the corner and we're just like, what in the heck is happening? I'm like, that has to do with that cemetery. That was super weird. So we back up like 30 feet, we pull into the cemetery, and we find the glowing headstone. But I was like, I don't even care about that, because your car just became possessed by the cemetery. (laughs) 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 I don't even care about the cemetery anymore. That's what was creepy, was like, we didn't even see this cemetery that, you know, you can't miss it. 
it's right on the right. And we literally didn't even see anything. And then all of a sudden I'm like, dude, we're passing it. And then bam, car locks up. Whoa, man. <laughs> That's so, I mean, I don't know what kind of catastrophic failure is in a, within a car. Yeah. To ca- would cause it to turn off and everything lock up. Yeah. And, every- I mean, that's I mean, off. because like I can understand, okay, it turns off, you know, and then maybe, you know, there's something wrong with the battery, you know, it usually wouldn't just flick off like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if the battery went off for whatever reason, and I, you know, I can see all the electrics going out, but that doesn't explain why the engine died or it, the brakes locked up. Yeah, that's- just everything. Nothing would work. Yeah, that's wild, wild. That's well, even when you... I'm trying to think like when you're when you're running out of gas uh your car doesn't lock up on you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it, mm-hmm. you kind of you'll you'll crawl to a stop. I don't know. I that's weird. That yeah. that kind of that kind of car that kind of system failure doesn't happen very much. And, yeah. and if your car does lock up if the engine locks up like that, like all of a sudden, it usually means that it's not going to start back up and be able to work again afterwards. Right. Like, um, I had a car where a transmission went out and everything locked up, yep. but I wasn't able to drive it until exactly. I got the transmission fixed. We, after we started his car up, pulled into the cemetery, turned it off, walked around, got back in the car, turned it on like nothing even happened. And you know, he had that car for probably five years after that with no problems. Damn, dude. What that kind of car is, was it again? Wow. It was a Toyota. Um, oh, well, it's a Toyota. I mean, those Toyota are as Camry. solid as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Toyota That's, Camry. Camry. Yeah. Dude, a Camry is about the, I mean, seriously, a Toyota. I have driven a Toyota Camry into the ground. Literally, you remember that one? I have buried oh, yeah. the blue one. My second oh, car yeah. Oh, yeah. did not take care of it. Drove it into the ground. Great car, but um, I mean, if I had taken care of it, I probably still have it today. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm telling you, yeah. yeah, a Toyota Camry is. You know, those cars will, if they're taken care of, they'll last and last and last. That should not have. That's that should not have happened. That, that that's really. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard to explain, no matter what. Very, regard, you remove the cemetery from it, and it's still hard to explain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We go back to the cemetery probably two or three times. Like, every full moon, we went back and was like, ooh, let's see if the car locks up again, and nothing happened. Never did. And, the, and no. you, never did the, you never did see the stone that... Um... No, we did. It was... I don't need, it was some kind of like marble that just mm-hmm. reflected light. So yeah, like gotcha. going to look like it was glowing, right. but yeah, we looked at it and was like, we don't even care about a glowing stone now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're like, oh, there's man. something else here. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there was a cemetery that was probably about, eight or nine miles out of the town that we grew up in. We grew up in a small town in Oklahoma and it was on the Dover Crescent road, Barry. Do you remember that one out by your dad's place? Yep. Um, I just passed by it like last year. I went by there. 
there's an old cemetery out there, and it's been out there forever, probably since Pioneer Day, so like, you know, late 1800s. Um, and there was a there was a legend, a local legend about a there was, uh, you know, there was a a grave that had a you know, a glowing uh, headstone, you know, tombstone. Yeah. That it, you know, that, it, and then, like, I think the story was, it was a, you know, a, a young girl who died in, uh, you know, a car wreck when she was like in her yeah. teens or something like that, you know, some kind of legend like that. So people would go out there and you drive. And if you drove one way, you wouldn't see it. If you drove the other way, you would. So, you know, that's one of those things, you know, you talk about in high school and one of our teachers, I remember, uh, Mr. Mays, one of our science teachers, I heard Shout us talking out. about that. Shout out to Mr. Mays. Um, he heard us talking about it and he's like, no, he's like, yeah, I, I, that story is so old in this town and everywhere around. And I'll tell you what it is. It's 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 the headlights of your car bouncing off of it. It's uh, the one it's the angle that that. Yeah. That headstone is right. just yeah, at yeah. the right time yep. catches the headlights coming off the road, yep. and it sh- lights up, and everybody thinks it's just so. yeah. That's funny. Well, but, Mr. Mays is a scientist, so he's that's very right. So, based. That's right. So you know, it could be something else. Yeah, that's so cool, <laughs> man. That's so cool. Wow. So 2010 was a big year for you. You had two incidents. It keeps going. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. It goes into 2011 now. Okay. And all right. So in 2011, um, my mom gets married. He has a son that's like two years older than me. And in 2011, I was, I think, 16 turning 17. So we're moving into this new house. And it was a old farmhouse, one of the oldest houses in Cuba. And they completely renovated it. It had this old in staircase. Cuba? Yeah. Out on Highway P. Oh. Cuba, Missouri? Yeah, Cuba, Missouri. Okay, okay. Not, cu- not Cuba country. No. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I was thrown for a second. I mean, you said, you know, that was a big year for you all of a sudden moving to Cuba, <laughs> you know, but uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that'd, that'd be a great move. <laughs> Um, all right. So yeah, Cuba, Missouri farmhouse. There was this old staircase that they put walls around and then put shelves that sat on top of the staircase, went over onto a bracket. And then they just put like a normal like door. So when you open the door, you see like three feet of shelf and then you can look in and there's like another three feet, four feet of shelves in but you can't really reach back there you know you Mm -hmm. just we just used the where the doorway area was to put our canned foods whatever pantry Mm -hmm. food Mm -hmm. so we're settling in it's been a couple weeks at this point and one night at about 10 p.m we hear thud 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 and i'm like what is that we're all just like kind of looking around and i'm like whatever and I think the next night at about 10, 1030, thud, 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 thud. And I'm like, okay, something's happening. So I go and I find um, my stepbrother, Kyle, at the time. 
And I'm like, are you hearing these thuds around like 10, 11 o'clock at night? And he's like, dude, yeah, I am. So I'm like, okay, like something is happening here. Mm-hmm. So um, another night, um, we hear a crash in the um, attic upstairs. And it's like a finished attic. Like it has like carpet. The walls are painted. It's not like creepy looking or anything. Like we found an old record player that I was hoping was haunted, but so far nothing creepy has happened with the record player, which I still have. So maybe something will happen in the future. (laughs) Um, But so I had a shelf up upstairs that I had like my lava lamp collection and stuff on. And I had my, um, I had like a little shelf with my Xbox 360 sitting on it at the time and the, and like everything falls off and I had like a pink Cardinals baseball bat or something. It scratches my Xbox on the top and then the lava lamp that fell off is sitting up perfectly, like put together and everything. Oh, wow. Like, okay, that's really weird. And I'm just like, you know, I'm not going to think anything of it because we were trying to make the upstairs, my bedroom at the time. So I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to not care about that. And so, but then like we have normal nights where nothing happens at like 10 to 11 and then it starts happening again. The thud, 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 thud. And we're figuring it out. It's coming from that old staircase and we have a staircase to get up there. Now we don't obviously use the pantry staircase. And, um, we start hearing like these big thuds upstairs that are coming from like where the staircase would start if it if you could still come down yeah my mom and my stepdad are like oh it's a rat coming down the staircase so i'm like (laughs) all right right, guys tomorrow night we're gonna sit here at 10 p.m and when we hear it we'll open the door that way we can look at this rat that's in there so it's like 11 o'clock the next night and we don't hear anything so Kyle and I were in his bedroom about to play like PlayStation or something. And, um, all of a sudden his door just opens, just springs open. And it's like, I, it's a really old door. So it's not like a gentle open. It, it was like one that you really had to turn and pull open and it just sprung and we're staring at it like, I don't know, maybe someone opened the back door and the pressure pushed it open. And then all of a sudden it's like 1115 and we hear thud, 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 thud. So open the pantry door. There's no rat there and the thud stops. And another night, um, or I guess this was during the day, um, we were all just hanging out in different rooms and, um, the basement door is like right below where those stairs are. So it's like mm-hmm. the stairs go up and then the basement stairs go down. And then the basement door was open one night mm-hmm. and we kept, we had a skeleton key. We kept the skeleton key in the door at all times mm-hmm. and it was on the floor. <laughs> yeah. And then, Damn. and we ended up moving but the last thing that happened before we moved was I was making spaghetti in the kitchen one night and sometimes my mom would go into the bedroom and take a nap and I'd be like, Hey, time for dinner, whatever. So I do that. I'm like time for dinner and everyone else is in the living room and Kyle's in his bedroom. So I'm like, guys, come on. And I hear a woman 
talking in the bedroom. I thought it was my mom. I go in there and I'm like, are you coming? And I flip on the light and no one's in there. So I'm like, what the heck? I, I just heard her in here speaking. I go into the living room and she's asleep on the couch and she was the only one in the living room. Um, Steve, her husband at the time, he was outside working on a car. So I was like, what the heck? Like someone have the TV on. Uh, I go in Kyle's room. I'm like, did you hear that woman talking? And he's like, no, dude, I'm just sitting here on my phone. I'm like, were you talking? No. So I'm like, okay, I'm hearing things. <laughs> what do you think? Do you Hold think? On. Yeah, I've go got, ahead. I've got two burning questions. Okay. And these are very important. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Barry, but no, this, go ahead. These are, these are first, did, were there any owls around your house? This, you know, that I remember. No, I don't. Okay. The only animal that I ever heard outside, like mm-hmm. at night, was a coyote. That's it. Never heard any owls out there. I mean, I'm sure there were. Like, I we've lived in that area okay. my whole life, and I've heard owls there before, but I don't remember like when I lived there specifically hearing owls. Okay, and two, did your mom and your stepdad keep a? Uh, a young English boy with a scar on his forehead in that locked in that pantry. Um, <laughs> because that's what it, first thing that came to mind, you know, like you maybe had an owl that was hitting the windows and the side of the house, trying to get in to, uh, it sounded like a very Harry Potter scenario there, but I guess it's Missouri. So it would, yeah. I mean, the odds are that your, you know, your your mom and stepdad are that had a little English boy in there. I, I would imagine were slim. I don't know them, so it could be possible that they did. <laughs> um, but that's what <laughs> at the time, me and my stepbrother was more than what they could handle. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's why they kid. locked up the little English boy. Just lock him in there. No, but uh, that, when you first described that the the pantry clock, stairway thing, I was like, "Ooh, just like Harry Potter." And then, of course, it's out. You know, the the bamming is like, "Oh, well, that's like when 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 um the the owl, which his name is, I'm blanking on." Kept, yes, Hedwig uh, kept hitting the the you know kept trying to get in, but <laughs> I thought that. He, you get a laugh. Now back to back to the serious stuff, Barry. What were you saying? No, I feel I feel like the staircase sort of being covered up. That's weird to me. Yeah. Why cover up an old staircase and then just put another one? I never got yeah. that. Yeah. And like, what do you think about that? I mean, do you have thoughts about that? Like, why would yeah, they do well, that? We knew the people who bought it. That like this guy, his name was Frank. He just bought the house renovated it and then immediately sold it. He never lived there. Okay. And I was think he, he, he bought it in an auction. Mm-hmm. My friend at the time, he lived across the street. And I remember one day she was telling me like, there was an old couple that lived there and one of them died and now all their stuff's being auctioned. And that's all I knew. Okay. <laughs> did I wonder. He, yeah. Did he do the staircase still? Yeah. That's, yeah, the dude Frank, he's the one who put a wall around it. And huh. like what I got from it was um he just thought it was stupid to have a staircase in a kitchen. Yeah. Okay. And so he 
he put it on the other side of the house where when you walk in the front door, you could go up the staircase or you could go into a sitting area, kind of like a dining room, and then into the kitchen. And then the back room was the living room. And we had um, three bedrooms. You could, when you first walk into the front door, there's a bedroom on the left. Then when you walk into the like dining room area, there's two doors on the left. And then the old staircase pantry. So now were the stairs, I mean, the stairs were still there. They were just walled in, right? Yeah, it just looked like. That's so weird. It is very weird. Why not leave them open? I know. Yeah. I, I To me personally, I'm like, I don't want to see staircases when I walk into a house. I mean, I that is, I guess, normal. I've seen that in a lot of houses before, but I don't know. Because yeah. when we bought the house, the upstairs, even though it was finished, it didn't have a purpose. He didn't say, like, I made this as a bedroom. I made this as a, like, entertainment area. Nothing. It wasn't anything. Right. So. Interesting. Sure. That, that yeah, I don't know. I mean, the fact that the elderly couple live there, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, I'm... Um, that would make sense that maybe some there's some residual, not that I even know what the fuck I'm talking about, but there's some <laughs> sort of thing that is left behind from them, you know? Like, yeah. the, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it was them, I don't know. Yeah, and if I really did hear a woman's voice, I wonder if the woman who lived there passed away. Right. Because, yeah, we didn't have any information, and it's like, it, it was like one of those things where I was like, Oh my God, I heard a ghost and we're hearing ghosts on this staircase. Mm-hmm. And our parents were like, you don't know what you're talking about. Ghosts don't exist. Yeah. So also- if I was like going to at like, Oh, Hey mom, go ask the guy you bought the house from. If the old lady died here, he would probably think we're all nutcases. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Plus, whenever we hear a lot about whenever people start doing renovations to an old house or an old building or anything like that. That's often something that just yeah, triggers kick, a lot yeah, of paranormal activity. Kicks it off. Yeah. Yep, big time. Yeah. So it could have been that that dude uh, by sealing it in. It's just I don't, that's still They're like, why so the fuck bizarre. are you sealing it in? Yeah, we're gonna yeah. haunt whoever buys this fucking house. Yeah. We weren't even gonna <laughs> haunt them, but now we are. I mean, what's the use? That yeah. was our that was our stairs, right? Yeah, yeah, and we had a real pantry too. So the pantry was also the like the washer and dryer room, and it was bigger than the bathroom. Yeah. Did you have access to the stairs from the upstairs at the top? Or is it like, completely walled in where there was no way to get into those stairs? Yeah, I mean, he put, like, whatever you do to make a ceiling up above a staircase, he did that. Wow. And then, yeah, so. That's creepy. It was completely closed, yeah. Weird. Wow. Just weird. Just, yeah, just strange. Weird. Yeah, and then, like, sure, turn it into a pantry, but why not just take out the staircase and then make a bigger kitchen? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a lot of work for not much reward. Yeah, for real. You know? wow. I mean, I the the basement stairs, though, are right below it, so I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Not open it up, but you could get to the basement from the outside, too. Right. There's a door outside, and then there was the door in the kitchen. Yeah. 
I don't know. If I was building a house, I would just say seal it off. And if there's a tornado, run outside. Right. And like people, you know, do mm-hmm. some of their cellar doors outside. Yeah. Yeah. Storm cellars outside. That was a common thing. We had one of those in the house that I grew up in. Yep. We didn't need it because the house itself was, you know, built. Well, Barry, I think your grandpa built it, didn't he? That White House? I don't know that Somebody? he built some I don't know. He definitely Somehow lived in it. Yeah. Yeah. There's some. It had a good basement. It had a good solid yeah. basement. Yeah. 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 I don't know. We never went in that storm cellar, but but yeah. Um crazy. God, that's just all around bizarre. <laughs> just the whole yeah. concept of it is strange. That's if a, nothing else, it's strange. Yeah. Exactly. If anybody else out there has got, come across some really bizarre uh home renovations of places that they've lived in. Um, you know, let us know because that's, that's, that's a whole new category of weird. It's it's a weird, especially if it's like, you know, non-utilitarianism, not not useful in any way or aesthetically, not even part of the feng shui of the place. You get into the Winchester house feel, you know? Yeah, exactly, dude. Exactly. Good point. Yeah. Probably not what was going on here. Um, but cool. I still say there could have been a prepubescent English boy there. <laughs> yeah. You know what we should do? We should discover find, we should, that with your mom. We should find one, and then we should have him walk down steps, and then figure it out from there. You know, yep. it, there we was go. it was it in fact an English boy? There we go. <laughs> very, right. the, you know, the, the English are very heavy footed. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As children, especially. But, yeah, yeah. You know what I love? I love how they—it's stones. They weigh, you know, they're weighted in That's stones. Right. Love it. That's right. It's because their feet feet are so heavy. They're like stones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are not right. comedians. Hey Barry. Yeah. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen a goat sucker? What? Goat sucker, chupacabra. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen one of those? I haven't seen one personally, but I've heard about them. Yeah, me too. If anybody's got a goat sucking story, wait, if you got a goat sucker story, we want to hear it. If you got a Bigfoot story, we want to hear it. If you got a Loch Ness Monster story, or a Lake Champlain story, or Ogo Pogo story, or uh, an Oingo Boingo story, wait, that, that was an 80s band. Anyway, you got a weird cryptid story, we want to hear it. I didn't even know what a cryptid was, man. Yeah, dude, cryptids. They're like uh, the animals that haven't been necessarily proven by science. They're the ones on the edge. You know, they're not necessarily known animals, but they're known animals. We don't have the bodies or anything like that. So they're kind of like half myth, half story based in reality, but still in that weird mystery area that we don't know about yet. Cryptids are fun. That was 2011, right? Yeah. Okay. What do we got? What's after What's after this? The same year or? Nope. We're going to go up to 2012. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is um, at the river between Bourbon and Sullivan. Um, it's a location called Sappington Bridge. And the reason that this section of the river is called that is because the bridge is called Sappington Bridge that goes across the river. So I want to say this was either right before or after the 4th of July in 2012. Okay. Um, it's me, 
um, and three of my other friends. So we, it's really dark. We don't really know where we're going. We just park and get out and we just start walking until we find the river. And I'm like super familiar with this area now, but at the time I had only been there once or twice. And each time it was almost pitch black outside. So, and I don't think this was a year where any of us even had cell phones that now have like the flashlights. Mm -hmm. I don't remember us having anything. We just kind of like made a chain of people. We were all holding hands and we all just kept walking until we found the river. Blind leading the blind. (laughs) So we finally find the river and, um, we're like going for a swim. It's not deep at all. Like it gets maybe five feet deep. And as we're swimming around, we find this like huge tractor tire and we roll it out of the water and we put it in where we can sit. We all sat inside the tire together and was just hanging out, having a good time. Um, just telling stories. And all of a sudden we see this giant rock that is glowing green and purple flying from the sky and it hits the bluff on the other side of the river. And again, it's like that moment where we're all just staring at each other. We're confused. I'm wondering, is this the beginning of war of the worlds? (laughs) And then we hear animals running. Like, obviously they're going to be scared. We don't feel like a thud or anything, but it's just bright green and purple and flies through the air, hits the bluff. And then birds, probably some deer, couple raccoons, whatever, animals running. And again, I'm like, do we run? What do we do? Right. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are seeing that, right? Like, we just all saw that. And they're like, yeah, I see that. So I'm like, okay. Um, like, do we just sit here? Do we talk about it? Like, we, we were all just very confused. I'm like, I want to know what that is. So I, I think we just, like, left because I, I started feeling spooked out. Like, we don't even know where the car is. We have to go find our way back to the car. We should probably just go. So mm-hmm. we do, and we just go hang out. And I don't even remember if we discussed anything or what we even did afterwards. And then the next day, we're like, Google, nothing. Mm -hmm. There was no like, oh, my God, a meteorite hit Mm. um, the river in Sullivan. Nothing. There was nothing. (laughs) I tell you what, because that absolutely sounds like a meteorite hit that bluff. And I tell you what you do is you you remember where it was. You go back and you look for that meteorite because um, meteorites can bring a lot of money. They can be worth a lot of money because there are rare uh, elements that are in meteorites often uh, that are not as you know abundant on Earth. And just the mere fact that it is a meteorite, people go crazy for that and they'll pay for a space rock for sure. Was it so? There you go. How big was it? How big did you like? I know that it, it can be weird when you talk about that kind of stuff, but yeah, I mean, fairly like big. Like if I was like looking at the sky and the moon was out as a full moon, I feel like it was about that same size. Like, oh wow, it's not going to be the size of the moon, but it being like close to us, I would say it was probably like I mean I have no idea. Like maybe the size of like a queen size bed is what I would guess. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Like I'm not. I really don't know. <laughs> wow. But 
And and I thought about going back and looking for it. And even recently when I've been at the river, I'm staring up at that bluff like, how do I even get up there? Right. Because I'm on this side of the river. The bluff is on the other side. I'm like, is there a road I could take yep. to get there? I don't I don't know. I doubt that it was that big. But because if it was your that eye. big, going, I mean, at, you're at, it's at night and you're seeing also the heat around it. And it's hard to tell. And, and also, regardless, looking up at the sky, we we don't have, you know, we're not good at perceiving that. depth in the sky. So we don't we're not good about, know, you know, knowing the size of things, especially unknown things. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, you could see a bird. You're like, oh, my God, that bird's, you know, huge. And that's only because it's, you know, 10 feet away. Right. But then you, that same bird, you know, 100 feet away is like, oh, wow, I can see a hummingbird or whatever. Right. But a, a meteorite that size would do a lot of damage and would make a huge impact. So you probably saw something that was maybe the size of that. You know, it probably burned up quite a bit coming in, but it's still probably maybe like a football or something at least. Either yeah. way, it's still cool because seeing a meteorite – Land is a rare is oh, way man. rarer than seeing oh, meteorite. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, so that's that's really cool. That's amazing. That's really cool. I'm kind of jealous of that. I would love to see meteorite. I know. Yeah. I know. And it's like my whole thing is like, what if it wasn't a meteorite? Mm-hmm. Like, what if it was something coming to visit? Like, like why? A, yeah. Who knows? Like they, they were crack. drunk. They landed yeah. in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but was there any kind of like? Sounds that were being no. made, or any kind of a, like a hitting sound or explosion or anything. No, I mean not that I remember. And it's like, and the river wasn't loud. There was not enough current for it to like take away from noise, and there wasn't heavy traffic or anything. I don't think it was like a windy night or anything. All I remember literally is I think that's a flying rock, and it's purple and green. And, and it wasn't like, and I, I mean, I'm, and it wasn't I know. either. It was like, I remember seeing it like in the sky. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. And then it, it goes behind the bluff. So maybe four seconds, five seconds. Okay. So it wasn't like, you know, a Roman candle or something like that. Yeah. I mean, you'd know the difference, I would imagine. Exactly. Being yeah. from the Midwest, we like our 4th of July fireworks. So you would know the difference. Yeah. Plus also sound. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's. Those? Now, did you see it go into the bluff, or you say it went behind? Well, see, it's like I didn't hear a crash, but I heard animals run afterwards. Right. So I was, like, because I remember being afraid, like, what if animals start coming after us, like, out of being scared? Like, not after us, but what if they start to try to run away through us or something and accidentally yeah. attack us trying to run away because yeah. we heard a bunch of animals running on that, on the bluff across there. So I was like, well, there's going to be animals running over here too, possibly. Um, yeah. And, and I was like, and who knows what that even was? Is it going to cause like the bluff to cave in? Like who knows what would happen to the river? I was like, we just need to get out of this area. Wow. So yeah, there was no noise. So I don't know. I'm assuming it hit the bluff just because we heard animals running. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. if, but also if it was something that had landed, 
that would possibly also explain why you didn't hear a sound. Um, and it would still explain why all the animals ran. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sounded like... First, I just thought, wow, that's really strange to see. I've never seen something like that before. And I wasn't freaked out until the animals started running. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they would have probably done their best to avoid you as well. But still, all things considered, not knowing what it is, is probably a good idea to get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So and and if you, you know, maybe go back and look or. If the government hasn't been there already, that's right. Right. Probably if you went back later that night, you'd see a bunch of dudes in you know the white hazmat suits and, and military helicopters flying around, black helicopters, yep, just shining lights on it. Yep. So. yep, yep. <laughs> I have a a story that might be a black helicopter story. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about that's great. it. Great. How that worked. Yeah. All right. Um, since we brought it up, I'll skip to that one because it's the one that's after this next one. So I'll just okay. skip to go back. All okay. right. So in 2015, I had moved to, um, Washington, Missouri. Um, I was going to the community college in union, Missouri. Okay. And so, um, just for fun, me and one of my buddies, there's a boat dock. Um, the Missouri river flows through Washington, Missouri. Okay. So, for fun, in the middle of the night, we used to go down and lay on the boat dock and just stare up at the skies. And one of these nights, and I think this was, I don't remember if it was the summer or winter, because we would always go if it was warm out or for my birthday, which is in December. So I don't remember if it was summer or winter, mm-hmm. but it was one of those two. And we're there and we're staring up at the sky like normal. And we see these black orbs through there's three of them and they're really close together and they're just going across the sky. And I mean, that's like, that's basically it, but they were completely like almost completely blended into the sky. We could barely see them. And we've seen things like that before where I'm like, Ooh, look at that. And then all of a sudden it's a goose and it's making goose noises. Mm-hmm. And, but the geese were like way smaller. These were pretty large and, but they looked very, very far away. And they were round or yeah, they were almost circuit. like completely round. They just looked like mm. three round dots just traveling together. And I Googled it the next day, like I always do. And other people had reported this as well. And it said that the Navy came out and said that they were doing, or no, the Air Force came out and said that they were doing their um, annual fly from uh, Florida to Utah. The old annual fly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just like a interesting thing that they do, like normal. And yeah. I was like, well, in, our, in our in our in our new round jets that we don't talk about. Yeah, right. that are, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. That sounds like wow. That sounds like um, flares. Yeah, you know, like the yeah, yeah. lights. It sounds like a snow job to me. Right. I don't know, because like a lot of people saw it and they're saying, "Oh yeah, we, this that was us." 
them giving an excuse just seems very sus- suspicious. I mean, obviously, I yeah. Find anything online? Yeah. Mm. So ah. I don't know, man. The um, we talked a little bit before um, last week about the Air Force's sort of evading the whole UFO situation. They don't want to get into it. They haven't come out publicly. It's been more more the Navy that's brought the light to mm-hmm. it. Um, so it's funny to me that they're begrudgingly though. You know, right. I mean, all everything that's been yep. confirmed has been leaked, and they've you know just saying, yep. "Well, yep, that's what it is." I mean, that, yep. we don't know what it is, but that's yeah. So that's, yeah, I don't know, yeah. man. That that's, sounds. So did it look like they were like blacker than black? You know what I mean? Like it kind of like. Like yeah. it was blacker than the sky, kind of. It, it did. That's really the only reason why I saw it is because. So where I was on the boat dock, it wasn't like land and then boat dock like symmetrical with each other. You had to walk down a flight of about thirty stairs and then across onto the boat dock. So all of the city's light pollution was behind me, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like illuminating the sky, almost like mm-hmm. the only way I can describe it is like when you look at like a black cat in the sun and it's brown, it was almost like I was looking up at the night sky and the night sky wasn't black. It mm-hmm. was just a shade of light, kind of, sure. and then the things in the sky were like as black can be. Were they in a formation, or did, did they move together? They, they did. They moved perfectly together, just like like here's one like beside each other, and then a front one, like a triangle. Oh, okay. Gotcha. If you connect was, them, form a triangle. And there was no lights on them? No, no lights at all. The, if it was military, regardless of what they were doing— they would have their lights on. The only time that they wouldn't have their lights on would be if they were doing something, well, something covert or something that was, you know, in an area where they needed not to be seen. They, yeah. Yeah. Pardon me. <laughs> they the, did that, but that, that wouldn't happen though. Maybe it's part of the annual flyby tradition that they cut the lights off over the Oh city. yeah. You know, you're probably right. They just didn't want to, they didn't want, didn't want to, to scare anybody. Wake up anybody there in Union, so yeah, yeah. Wow, guys! Oh, as we get close to Union, flip your lights off. We don't want to do a you exactly. Know. Yeah, yeah, and that was in 2015. Okay, wow, very <laughs> cool. Okay, so going back now. Um, yeah, let's go back to 2012. So. Um, I lived on my own. This was, I moved out on my 18th birthday, my senior year of high school and I didn't have a washer and dryer. So I, my boyfriend at the time had a truck and he'd load up my laundry baskets into the bed and we drive drive over to my aunt's house and do laundry. Um, I was basically finished with my laundry and decided to take it out and put it in the bed of the truck. So I didn't have any car keys or anything on me. And, um, my grandma lived next door and she had my dog Max. And, um, so I, I see Max coming toward me and I'm like, Oh, come on, buddy. Like, Hey, let me pet you. You're so cute. And I'm calling for him. And normally he runs over. He was an Australian shepherd, um, mix with some fluffy other dog, whatever. So, you know, he would normally come over pretty quickly and I'm like, Max, what are you doing? 
And I look up and Max is sitting at the front door. Like I want in the house. I look over and I see a black Panther walking toward me. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. I see a black oh. Panther walking toward me <laughs> and here I am at the truck. I'm on the other side of the truck. And this is like one of those really small Fords that mm-hmm. only have two seats and yeah, no yeah, back. Yeah. The Ranger, I think. Yeah. The yeah. Ranger. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, uh, do I hop in the bed and get eaten anyway? Or do I try to run to oh. the front door? <laughs> and I, I like didn't even have enough time to think. And I'm already sprinting and inside. And I'm telling my aunt Linda, like, there's a cat. There's a cat outside. Can I let Max in? And like my aunt Linda, she has cats and the dog's probably a fleas and takes. And she's like, no, no, leave him out there. And I'm like, he's going to be eaten. So I'm like, how do I leave? Like, I can't even go back out there now. And like, we were all like at the door, the screen door looking out. We don't see anything. And no one even believes me. Yeah, I was going to say, do they understand what you mean by when you say there's a cat, cat. that's going to eat me out yeah, there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at first I'm like, there's a cat. And I'm like, a big cat. There's a big black cat outside. And they're like, still like, what? And I'm like, dude, this thing had a long tail. Oh. And it was probably just an, a black dog. I'm like, yeah, a black dog that has like a four foot tail that's like swooping on the ground. I'm Ooh, like, no, that dude. was a cat. I saw a cat. <laughs> Holy smokes, man. And they're out there. I, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, and, and not even like as, you know, weird cryptid things. There are big cats yeah. that are out there that have gotten loose in all sorts of ways from. Mm-hmm escaping the circus to escaping zoos to being let out by somebody who doesn't know how to you know control them as a pet yep. and stuff like that i remember my nephews when they were probably five four or five years ago when they were like you know probably like 10 and 7 or 6 or something like that when they were fishing they were in north carolina they went out to this fishing pond with their dad and they just looked over, and on the other side of the pond, walking along the, the kind of of a hilltop, kind of by the tree line, there was this. They saw a black panther, and they're like, I mean, it was real, you know. They're like, uh, that's a. It was a panther. They could tell yeah. it was, you know, because they could tell the size from yeah. that far away. And their dad saw it too. Wow. And so, yeah, I mean, panthers are stealthy as fuck, too, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. That's and yeah, it, it was walking very slow. So I think in my mind, I just thought this is my only chance to get to the front door. Wow. That panther just, just didn't <laughs> want to mess with you. I mean, it because, was like 40 feet away from me. So I okay. don't know. I'm, uh, I think it still could have caught you. Probably. Oh, man. Dude, those, me. <laughs> those cats are amazing. As yeah. far as what they can do. Um, there was a guy, there was a story here in Oklahoma a couple of years ago about a guy who walked out into his backyard, looks up into a tree and there's a mountain lion up in there, mm-hmm. just like hanging out in the branches. And um, they took a picture of it and it, it was, you know, made it all over the internet, internet. But Oklahoma wildlife refuses to admit that there's mountain lions here. Because mm-hmm. they don't want people to be scared and shit. You know what I mean? They don't want people to think, oh, there's big cats. But like you said, there's big cats everywhere. I mean, they're mm-hmm. all over the place, man. And they are eating machines. They are mm-hmm. murderers. 
You think your little kitty at home can murder? <laughs> Those mountain lions and panthers will straight up murder you, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the circus because this property um, is only a mile away from our fairgrounds in Cuba. Uh, okay. And we have circuses all the time, and we haven't had a circus in a very long time. But, I mean, this cat could have literally gotten out at any time before. Mm-hmm. I think our last circus was um, 2006, maybe, 2005. Mm-hmm. But it could have been out there all this oh, time. Yeah. It could have been out there even longer. It could have been that okay. its parents or its grandparents were out there somehow. You know, like because, like, it's not unheard of for, you know, like back in the 1800s, whenever circuses would go by train for a train to wreck and, you know, animals escape and there would be wild yeah. animals. And some of that you could catch, like, you know, giraffes and, you know, uh, elephants, you know, yeah. you can catch those because they're big enough to, not to really hide in the landscape. But, man, if you got like a, a panther or something like that and they get out into the landscape, I mean, it's gone, you know. Um. We also, it's not like right next to Cuba. There's a town called Stanton, Missouri, mm-hmm. and it's right on Highway 44. Like all of these towns that I'm mentioning, they all touch Highway 44. Mm-hmm. And there's now two of these places. Um, what do you call them? Where you just like go and you pay money and they have all these exotic animals and they're yeah. like mm-hmm. messed up. Yeah, like, like a private zoo, but yeah. Uh, we have two of them now, and one of them has been around since, I mean, my friend's parents' parents, like, mm-hmm. for generations. And now we have two of them. So if it didn't come from the circus, it probably came from at least that one that's been yeah. around for a while. And there will probably be more escaped animals. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it, and I mean, and you hear about it in the news as well, you know, like where you hear about – what was it last just last year in in Dallas there was a t- there was a tiger loose that somebody oh, yeah, yeah. had yeah Houston I believe it was in Houston yeah yep. somewhere mm-hmm. around Dallas right. or Houston but it was down there in Texas there was a tiger loose in a neighborhood yep. because somebody had it as a pet and it got out and then like some guy who was its caretaker or whatever came and got it and then it turned out that guy was wanted for murder. So. He was yeah, and he was like, Oh, I'm just watching it for a friend is right, what his story right, was. Yeah. And it was like, Yeah, dude, right, you know? <laughs> You're just watching this freaking uh crazy animal for your friend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean if you, obviously you see Joe Exotic and yeah. one of the yeah. one of the the uh, seemingly one of the characteristics, yeah, about the people who own big cats as pets is they're a little bit nuts. Yeah, <laughs> they are nuts. Yeah, I. But it, I've been to a couple of those too. There's one up in Wisconsin that we would go to, and it's almost like the way that I understood that they operated was basically they would take big cats from other zoos or places mm-hmm. that they aged out in or. Maybe people that had them as pets and couldn't take care of them, you know, mm-hmm. and so that was their whole purpose in operating. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, that's more of a I, sanctuary, though. Yeah, I could get behind that. Yeah, but you're absolutely. like your your Joe exotics and stuff, dude. Like mm-hmm. exploiting animals and stuff. I just, I'm not. I don't know. It's just crazy. It's just not my cup of tea, I guess. But uh, exactly. By the way, have you seen the new movie coming out about? Joe Exotic and I haven't crazy. watched like 
trailers or anything. It's a, and I, an actual I movie. Documentary yeah. until like uh, three months. Ago, I think. Are you so, serious? Yeah, oh. I know. I'm like the person where I'm like, oh, that's popular. Don't tell me it about sucks. it. All. Yeah. Yeah. There is. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then there was there, there was a part two, and then there was a, a another short one about the the other guy who was like yeah. the the guru, yeah. self proclaimed guru. Yes, which God, which whatever. <laughs> I haven't watched about, that one yet, but oh, it's good, dude. You need to. It's just very twisted, you know, just yeah. like everybody else. His own brand of craziness. Exactly. Um, it's if anything, it's entertainment, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, wow, that's that's another crazy story. It another is. crazy story. <laughs> All right, let's see here. We will jump ahead to 2016 now. Okay. I was in my last semester of community college and I was taking like some math class and um, ethics. And I didn't like, I really was like not even like in high school. I don't remember like any kind of information. I didn't retain any information except for I liked my art class and my PE class. And so in college, I was kind of like, I don't want to be here, but I didn't know what else to do. So when I took my ethics class, I didn't know what philosophy was like at all. I had never heard of philosophers. So when I took this ethics class, it blew my mind. And one night um, after us learning about probably Plato and Aristotle, and so we were like learning a combination of like Greeks and Hebrew, like we were learning all about these different languages. And I just was like, oh my gosh, I never even thought about like the origin of language. And I went to bed that night and I dreamt that I walked into a coffee shop and I asked the guy like, what's your special? And he's like, look at the board. And he had like this little chalkboard and all it had was the Greek, uh, K letter and the pie symbol. And then I woke up and I was like, that's really weird. And at that time I was like, trying to get into like symbolism and mm. like, I was also taking a English class that taught us like how to read symbols instead of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I Googled like, what do these symbols mean? And I looked it up and I took screen captures of it back then. And I could not find those. But at that time in my life, I was like, Oh my God, I had a dream about the future. <laughs> That's just how <laughs> I that time. And so within the past couple of days, I've been trying to look up again, like, what does this mean? And I really didn't find much. And almost every dream website is just like a virus now anyway, trying to Mm -hmm. corrupt your phone. But on um, dreammeaning.org, it said the dreaming of the uh, Greek K letter means, and this is like quotes from... um, dreammeaning.org, it says, to be aware of an election, the adoration to something coming from the sky. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. And then the pie symbol, I couldn't really find anything on what it meant to dream about it. Mm -hmm. But the, like, the basic of, like, pie is that straight line connecting 
two bins together. So I was thinking if we put those together and it was K on the board and then next to it was pi. So reading it like normal from left to right, you would say, okay, this meaning from K is something from the sky. Like I'm becoming aware of something that's wanting to come from the sky. Mm-hmm. And then the bend, the the straight line that's connecting two bends. What if it's talking about like the bend in our universe with mm-hmm. the universe of the sky? Like that connection between yeah, yeah. you could get from it. I like that. And so yeah, that was in 2016. And then just a couple weeks ago, I had another dream that I considered it being a dream from the future or something futuristic like Um, I was I don't really remember much of the dream. I just remember I was meeting with someone and I don't like the dream didn't really tell me like there was no before story. I just remember thinking I'm meeting. I'm about to have this meeting. And a woman comes walking off of a ship, like an alien-like ship. She has two, what look like two men next to her. She's just in the middle, and they're wearing something like a, looks like a spacesuit, like mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. like Star Trek-like, where it's like blue in the middle, and then it has like the the puffy material-like arms. And um, she doesn't speak, but she has a name tag on, and... They both of the men at the same time say, this is our leader, Neetha. And I'm just like, what? Neetha? Who's Neetha? And then like, that's what it said on her name tag, N-E-T-H-A. And I wake up and this is like two o'clock in the morning. I grab my phone and I'm Googling what does the name Neetha mean? So I wrote it down. It said the name Neetha means it is raining. And that is... Uh, what it means in South Africa, or it just in general in English, Nitha means essence of everything. Wow! <laughs> wow! Uh, and the and this is from names.org. Um, it's most commonly Googled in, and I'm going to butcher these names, but it's most Googled in Botswana. Botswana, yep. So that's number one, and then number two is South Africa. Number three is Zimbabwe, and the number four is Indonesia. Wow. So I thought, like, okay, well, people are Googling it. So does that mean other people are dreaming of the name? How are they hearing the name? Mm-hmm. Because it's not a common name to be named. Like, it didn't have much on, like, oh, it's, like, number 15 in this year or whatever. Like, it wasn't a common name for people to be named in any year or anything. But yeah. people are Googling it. Yeah. Wow. That well, that would I mean, I wouldn't have even thought of it as a name. You know, I mean, I, I know names that are similar, but not just that. So that's it's a pretty name, though. It is. Yeah. Nitha. And and they were like, "This is our leader," mm. and like she was like going to talk to me, and then I woke up. Hmm. Wow. What do you? I mean, with all the stuff that you've seen. <laughs> and, and that, I mean, what do you, what, do you have any conclusions that you're leaning toward or? I don't know. At this point, I'm like, okay, when are they going to contact me? <laughs> yeah. 
Like at what point am I going to wake up and I'm not in my bed and I'm on a ship and like, I don't know. I'm just like waiting now. Like this was literally just a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, when is the next thing going to happen? Cause like my first thing was in 1998 and I was on a ship. So I'm like, what the heck? And, And I don't know if that was real or if that was a dream. So to me, it's like, I wake up in my bed and I think that is a dream, but was it, was I somehow in the future? Like, I don't know. It's so weird. Like, I don't know what to think about it. I just literally opened my eyes and grabbed my phone and was like, I have to Google this because if I don't, and I forget what this name is when I wake up in the morning and I probably will. Cause I've had weird dreams where I'm like, wow, that was so strange. I bet that meant mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And then I never Googled it and I forgot the next day. I didn't even remember I had a weird dream. And then something in my day, I was like, Oh my God, I had a weird dream and I don't remember what it yeah. was now. I can't Google it. So now I'm just like, every time I wake up from a weird dream, I am Googling what that meaning is. <laughs> That's I'm great. Going to get to the bottom of it. I mean, that's weird. It's yeah. Real, reality is a strange, strange thing, and mm-hmm. you know we we've talked a lot on the show about dreams and what they mean, and like the state of dreaming. Where does that fit into the human context or the consciousness? You know of of our lives, and it's like. It's just one of those things. It's like, I mean, I've got great information from dreams, like things that I made decisions on or um, talk with relatives, you know, or whatever. It's just um, it's a weird, weird medium to exist in. And Mm -hmm. there's just no telling what it could be all the above. We don't know. Could be you were talking to beings. It could be that it was just your brain doing crazy shit. But that's the great thing about it is that we just yeah. don't know. Another thing is, is when I was like waking up, there was a voice that said, you're only allowed to tell one person this information. And I well. woke up and I was sitting there thinking, who am I going to tell? Should I message one of my old philosophy teachers who is into dreams? Should I like tell my boyfriend? Do I tell my cat? Like, who do I tell? And then I, and I haven't told anybody. And then when I saw your guys's post on Facebook, like, Hey, anyone have any weird stories? I was like, this is going to be the time where I tell the story one time. That's there great. You go. There you go. That is awesome. It's like, and I feel like obligated. Like, what if I start telling, like, what if I went to work and was like, just told one, one of my work buddies, like I had this mm-hmm. weird dream about a leader named Nitha, like, what am I going to be like abducted right then and there? Like what's going to happen? Will I just blip out of existence? (laughs) So I'm like, I'm not going to say, I'm never going to tell anyone this story ever again. If I want someone to know the story, I'll be like, you got to go find this podcast and listen. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. (laughs) Like I feel obligated to literally never tell anyone like the voice. It was like literally like communicating. It, It made it, feel like like it didn't have like a tone it just was like you're only allowed to tell the story one time basically is what it said interesting and and it just put like a fear like it made this emotion in me without sounding threatening but like i woke up and first i googled 
And then when I thought, who am I going to tell? I was like, wait, I'm not allowed to tell anyone. That's right. And then I was scared. I'm like, oh, my God, who am I going to tell? If I tell multiple people, something bad's going to happen to me. Well, (laughs) we're going to we're going to hope and pray that that's not the case. Of course. Of course. I, I didn't like disobey the law in my mind. Like I told the story one time. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Do you There's... go ahead? Go ahead. There. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say, there's just so much. Yeah. To, you know, to, to think on there, to digest and. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. Connected mm-hmm. to what you've experienced when you were young, have you and you ne- you never had any other episodes? No, I mean that's, I mean there's been times where like I've tried to write a list of all the weird things that have happened to me and like I forgot about like the black cat mm-hmm. and then there's like another time where I forgot about the woman ghost that was talking and the thudding and it's just like I bet there's other weird things that have happened and maybe I just don't remember because it's almost like it's happening so often Mm -hmm. it's like it's not weird to me anymore you definitely well you know that there's a thing there's definitely something to be said about that when you are surrounded by high weirdness high strangeness sometimes you don't realize you know and it's also in your life so you don't realize it's weird to other people you'll have to uh keep a journal or a blog of all the weird things Man. Yeah, I now just carry paper and a pen with me literally everywhere I go. I I'm going to write it all down as soon as it happens. <laughs> so do you have – I'm assuming that you um, – but I'm going to ask the question anyway. Do you – are you obviously seeing what the government's put out there as far as the UFO stuff and – yeah, I've seen those like where the Navy is flying and they see yeah. like what they think is a yeah. UFO. And I never really researched anything until recently, like this past year, I've been getting into it more. Um, I didn't even believe in Bigfoot until like 2017. I took a philosophy class. It was, um, uh, it was that the Greek philosophy class that I took. Um, I have a professor who, um, God, he's probably like 80 something years old now. Um, he believes in Bigfoot. He used to go camping in Colorado at Holy Cross city and him and his buddies, like they grew up around there when they Mm -hmm. were kids and like would visit in their adulthood. And, he said when they would take a large group of people, Bigfoot didn't come around, but when they were in a group of like four people, like five or less, I think he said, um, Bigfoot would come around. And the way he described this, he said back in the fifties, when they went there, the term Bigfoot didn't exist. Mm -hmm. And so they called it the strange critter because there was a term and they would be in like this, like handmade log cabin in the mountains. And then, and it had like a, a handmade bunker for two. And then the other two or three would be in the tent and they would use like a sheet of metal to put in the doorway of the cabin. And it had like those tiny little, like in between each piece of wood, there was space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
sometimes they would fill it in with just anything that they could find because it was always cold. And, but he said one night this creature was feeling him like it was trying to get like a good observation of what he was. And it was just pushed down on the top of the tent. And I, at first I'm like, how do I, I don't believe this. And like, and then I took all of his classes that he ever offered. And I'm like, this man, this old man, he's like so genuine and he's so truthful. I can't not believe him Mm -hmm. from taking his classes and hearing all of his Bigfoot stories. I'm like, I believe in Bigfoot now. And this was back in 2017 and I never really even thought about it much since then he just always had stories and he even said that the next morning they would go out and follow the footprints into the woods these giant footprints and yeah they just called it the strange critter and then he said uh the term bigfoot started being popular closer to the 70s and 80s wow yeah yeah that was the yeah i guess that would have been when was the zapruder film is that right 60s yeah is that right yeah so, yeah, that makes sense. And you hear because there are stories, uh, you know, you hear about, you know, like a, a, the hairy man or the uh, wild man or like the skunk ape and, you know, all other kinds of stories that you hear that are. Well, I mean, even the term Sasquatch, you know, that existed, but it wasn't as well known. Yeah. Um, right. So. And Yeti and then Yowie and, and a lot of the other words. But, uh, but yeah, sorry. Bigfoot is just our easy American. Yeah, I need to make a correction. The Patterson-Gimlin film. I'm sorry, Zapruder film is the JFK thing. Thank yeah, you, well, you. I was still right about the I'm sorry. Of the Zapruder film, yeah, you were. You were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, yeah. So crazy, man. I, because mm-hmm. we, you know, we have, we have had a few Bigfoot stories, and so we always like those. We always like those uh yeah. But, um, you know, the, the, I don't know the, are you of the belief that these are manned UFOs? Like whatever we're seeing, do you, are, are, do you think that there's aliens that are operating? Do you have any feeling on that? See, I don't know. I don't think that like when I think alien, I don't think it's like another creature really. I don't know. I think like my theory is it's like. It's either us from where we came from, like my theory on how like Earth exists is like we kind of like maybe we came from a different planet or a different galaxy or something. And kind of like what we're doing with Earth right now, we're like, well, we're about to destroy this planet within like the next 100 years or less. So we need somewhere else to go. And so maybe that's how we got to earth and maybe what we're seeing is just us from our original planet or even maybe us from the future. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. one of those two is my guess. Yeah. Those are yeah. both very, yeah. Good ones. Good. Hypothesis. Good. Yeah. Oh, me. I got the yawns all of a sudden. <laughs> I, I apologize. It's all good. But those are both, um, Within ufology, both, you know, I, ideas, theories of, you know, the origins of these things. A lot of people think that they are us yeah. from the future or, you know, or and there are a lot of people that, you know, believe that, you know, life on Earth was from, you know, cr- created by 
or came from another planet, you know, panspermia, like a chunk of asteroid took yeah. something from one planet and brought it here or, or that we were, you know, our race, especially was, uh, genetically interfered with and, and engineered. Um, and that's, you know, yeah. that comes, and that, that comes around before, you know, the science fiction of, you know, like and you see in like, uh, comics, like in the Eternals and stuff like that. But, but yeah, there, I mean, those are both ideas that of the origin of, you know, UFOs and man and how they're connected. So did, do you know much about the, um, the alien link in our DNA, that mysterious link that they found? You remember that? couple of years ago they're like they're, they're, yeah there's like a part of the human dna that they cannot figure out where it came from i'm gonna have to look into that yeah and i don't i just don't know enough about it to talk about it. i wish i did sorry i brought it up but i was hoping somebody else would know but yeah it's just i don't know it's crazy and that's you know your what you said there i think is pretty valid you know i think that's that is um a pretty solid way to look at it for sure. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, I often think about like that missing link. Like if we evolved from something that was ape, like, like mm-hmm. if there's a that missing link, well, it's like, what if there isn't anything missing? What if they were here and mm-hmm. we were there and we came here and just decided we're going to breed with you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's, you know, Again, that's one of those things where that they interfered with our genetics somehow, and that uh, through interbreeding or through manipulation or something. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, uh, there's this kind of relatively recent the Blink 182 guy mm-hmm. who's his own like mm-hmm. space program. What is yep. that called? That is called uh, To the Stars Academy, I believe. Yes, yes that's correct. Yep. By uh, Tom DeLong. Yeah. But he recently discovered that you can manipulate like time and gravity um, with a chemical that can only be made in space. But you can basically, it's kind of like time traveling. If you take like um, A and B and bend it like bend it the right. time basically mm-hmm. then you can travel from a to b faster mm-hmm. and it's like i'm wondering like if that's what these like cryptids are what if they're able to bend and yeah. like portals kind of yeah. in that way i yeah. never yeah go ahead adam that's you know the hot the idea of the of warping space warping yeah. the universe so that you can um you know i mean you could so you don't have to cover all the ground in between you yeah. just create where a and b are next to each other and you just exactly. go bam instead of having to go from a, take the whole time yeah and space you know but if you can figure out how to manipulate and th- that's in, it's also part of like with wormholes wormholes are supposed to be mm-hmm. potentially do that naturally i mean there's just so much we don't know Exactly. Obviously, because we're we haven't gotten off the planet, and because we're only you know really gotten into th- these kind of advanced ideas within the past 150 or so years, you know. So, yeah, yeah but that is a, again that's a theory that's kind of been around and existed, and a lot of the stuff it's it I come to personally I come to learn of it from science fiction, and then all of a sudden you know 
20, 30 years later, you we're know, living all of them, we're living that stuff. No kidding. You know? yeah. So, oh my gosh. and like uh, all of those, uh, Tom DeLong is the one who's behind the leaks, getting those leaks of all of those Tic Tac and the Navy UFO footage out yeah. there. Yeah. So, nice. yeah, yeah. So he's like, he's somebody who for a long time was, you know, he was very active and very, uh, you know, vocal about UFO and ufology and studies of that. But he was kind of like, kind of like, yeah, but he's, you know, blink 182 guy, you know, controversial. How many? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he's really become, because he's the Blink-182 guy, because he has the money and he resources and he's been putting it towards that stuff and he's been getting like high people who were in high places and high positions and high offices in the, in the government and, and the and military and stuff. He's been getting stuff done yeah, and getting stuff out there and it's – he's it, really become a hero. It takes um, a – yeah, it takes a guy like that to do it really. Yeah. Yeah, because he's just like, I don't care. I'm doing it. He doesn't have red tape. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to follow protocol. He can do whatever he wants. And it's funny whenever you talk about that stuff, you're like, you're like, well, somebody in the government could do that. But there's no interest to do that for them. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing for them to gain out of it. But now that this whole freaking door has been opened up, I think it's I think it's a good. Well, and he's also he's taking the risk and he's proven himself to be a good face for it mm-hmm. so that he can do these things and people are, he's known enough to where if, you know, 20 years ago, if there was somebody who was trying to do this stuff and release this information that maybe they would be, you know, and they weren't well known or they weren't a rock star, you know, they, they would be, you know, they would be suicided. You know, they would just right. have a mysterious death. They would disappear. Right. Cause you go back and you can look at a lot of, True. UFO researchers who, you know, who have, who have these weird, unusual yep. deaths. And I'm not trying to, you know, stir up any controversy or conspiracies. I'm just saying that these are facts, you know, these people yeah. who are into these esoteric ideas and we're trying to get information one way or the other, trying to disseminate yeah. stuff, just disappear somehow or stop living somehow, you know. And, but with him, he's got, his fame is where the, is almost like it's a shield so that he can kind of do yeah. that because he is a little bit high, more high profile and he's not being extremely erratic in his behavior and he's not like, you know. You know, so if he kills himself, they can't say, oh, well, you know, he just, he just, just like Kurt Cobain. So, you know, it's yeah. it's wild. But he really, he I I was one of the naysayers. I was one of those people who were just like, oh, God, I don't you know. I mean, it's cool that he's into it and he's, you know, getting people talking. But all of a sudden, it's like, oh, he's legit. He's he delivered, he, he's, he delivered he's the goods. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, Yeah. Well, I mean, you've had an amazing life and great stories. I mean, yes, we appreciate you like choosing us to share your uh, one time only, one lifetime yes. only. Uh, I was like, oh my gosh! Just <laughs> <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I was like, man, what if I have to hold on to this story forever? Or what if something happens to where I never get to tell it? That's cool. Well, yeah, and I never even wrote it down. I just kind of like. 
wrote down the name and the yeah. meaning. Didn't write like, I'm not allowed to tell this story because if me writing it down is my one time, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I never even wrote it down. Man. Wow. Neetha, if you're out there listening, get in touch. We'd want to bring right. you on the podcast. Yes. From the future. Uh, yes, from the future. <laughs> if you're from the future, you'll be aware of us because we will be very famous. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, for breaking this story. So, <laughs> <laughs> great. That would be pretty cool. All so right. good. Man, thank you so much for coming Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Having me. This has been a blast. Uh, yeah. Great, great stories, great observation, great conversation. That's what we love. Yeah. So, if Perfect. you just yeah, well, you keep it, keep it weird, and keep coming back and talking to us. Oh yeah! If anything else weird happens, I'll hit you guys up. Please Sounds good. good. Please do. <laughs> Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what's without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-R dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors Chantel was so nice to spend her time with us and we appreciate that and she really had hey she's had a crazy life a weird yeah. weird interesting life man and and uh, you know I think that the first uh, story that she talked about when she was a young girl and um, you know being in front of the gumball machine and then she's transported to another place and yeah it gets weird and man I don't know what I would think if I was her age and that was happening. It would be. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, being so little and remembering it, because obviously it had a huge impact, yeah, you know, you were, and, it, and she has that clear memory, you know. I mean, I have a handful of memories from when I'm five, but nothing that clear, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And, uh, dude, like, just so many, uh, just a huge variety, you know. She saw yeah. that big cat, the panther. Right. You know, out yep. in the middle of nowhere and then. You know, and they're out there, like we said, and then you know, the 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 rake, yeah. you know, or whatever, you know, that weird thing that yeah. they saw when they were camping. We've had a few of those uh, yeah. rake, rake stories. And, of course, I love the, the fun story of how she and her buddies went ghost hunting out in the cemetery. And, of course, the only thing they found was a, uh, a really shiny tombstone that reflected the, the moon. And yeah. the yeah. reflecting red reflectors that they thought were. Monster eyes, glowing red eyes. So, but you would think that. I mean, you would. Think yeah, that, absolutely. You know? This that was fun. And if you, hey, if you got any fun stories like that from when you were younger, or even if that happened recently, 
or whatever, we want to hear about your attempts you're at you know going out and finding things and the, the hilarity that that happens so. absolutely you know i would like to say that we've heard it all but we haven't i know we haven't because we oh keep, man we, we've we got so much uh, to keep, hear we keep coming up with gems and it's yep. been uh it's been a great year so far and we haven't barely even gotten started so we are looking forward to uh much 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 more and uh yeah if you guys got something to talk about give us a shout man we like talking about weird stuff that's right. We want to hear from you. As always, Weirdsville, you are what your stories, your experiences, your lives are what make this go. And uh, you can get a hold of us through our social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can check out, you know, you can do through the whatsyourweirdstory.com where you can listen to all of our episodes. And uh, including this one you're just listening to now if you're listening somewhere else. But you can listen to and download them all from there. And you can email us and you can comment on episodes, stuff like that. You can send us an email through um, WYWSPOD at gmail.com. Um, or you can give us a, uh, you give us a little ringy-ding-ding phone call. The, I don't know why I said that's awful, but I did. Um, at 513-909-9821. Make that a hotline bling. Bling, bling. Oh God! And that's a song that's going to get stuck in my head, just like that. Now, thank God for that. I don't have that Neuralink chip because that would be there forever. Hey, you and I know, heard it way too much. You know what else is a great a, a great one, man? You remember uh, the Lemonheads, Mrs. Robinson? That's a great oh, cover. Yeah. No, too, that's man. a good one. That's a great cover. Yeah. Isn't it good, man? Absolutely, man. Um, all right, so join us next time. We're going to let you go because this has been a long one. It'll be a little bit shorter next time uh, when we are visited uh, by Todd, Barry's friend Todd. And uh, he's got some cool stories as well to share. Spooky stuff. We will see you next time here on the podcast. Thank you for tuning in and for being part of Weirdsville. We love you. Um, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Be safe. Be weird. I should have let them say they love us first. <laughs> As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.